coming soon to a theater near you, it's The Equalizers, a weekly podcast in which two idiots drop a cinema sibling in the lap of a perfectly content solo film. I'm Mike Knoll, and I'm joined, as always, by the sequel to my prequel, Madison Jones. Madison, are you in good form? Dun, dun, dun. What's up, bro? Oh, it's a me. <laughs> if you guys uh, haven't figured it out by now, this week the Equalizers are going to tackle the Super Mario Brothers film. Much beloved, I think it's fair to say. Critical success, commercial success, box office success, but... The person who can tell us about all of that is this week's special guest, friend of the show, Daniel Na. Daniel, welcome. Yahoo! Oh. <laughs> Bringing a little of that heat. No, no, go back, go back to using your real voice. It's a me, Daniel. Uh, can I do one? <laughs> uh, hey yeah. All right. That's my link. Okay. Yeah. Great. So, uh, <laughs> Daniel, Super Mario Brothers. Yes. Uh, let's let's start with a quick synopsis of the the original film. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sixty five million years ago, when dinosaurs roamed the Earth, that's where we're starting this this heat. A meteor crashes into the Earth, right? We all know about that. We're, we're taught about that in school. Meteor hits the Earth. Dinosaurs go extinct. But what if dinosaurs didn't go extinct? What if instead they were split into an alternate dimension? where they continued to evolve into a humanoid species. That is the premise of this movie. From there, they jump to present day, where Italian-American plumbers Mario Mario and Luigi Mario are living in Brooklyn and just being aggressively Italian-American New York. And they run into a, a NYU student named Daisy, who was raised by nuns. Uh, we saw earlier in the film that a woman dropped a strange pot off at a nunnery in New York, and it had a baby inside. She's at a, a dig site. They're looking up dinosaur bones. And Luigi and Daisy kind of hit it off. Luigi's kind of this this dreamer character. He likes to watch, you know, those kind of like cryptid or conspiracy TV shows where they talk about the weird paranormal. And Mario's all like, ah, oh, Luigi, all oh, that's fake. But Luigi's like, no, I believe. And then Daisy gets kidnapped by two guys who turn out to be from the Mushroom Kingdom in the alternate dimension. I'm actually, I, I don't remember if it's actually officially called the Mushroom Kingdom. I don't think it ever is, but that's... Okay, well, I mean, that's the implication here from our deep knowledge of the Mario lore. Mm-hmm. They take her back because she's actually the princess, Princess Daisy. And the Mario Bros follow into this wacky adventure where there are elements from the Mario franchise just kind of put... Any which way they feel like. It's not King Toad, because Toad's a different character. It's King Toadstool, I think. Has been de-evolved into a fungus that's spread throughout the kingdom. There's a King Koopa, played by the immaculate Dennis Hopper, who wants to merge the realms and then rule both of them. And -hmm. he's got a de-evolution ray, but also an evolution ray can be both. He's got, like, a little switch. There's a Yoshi that's just a dinosaur, and then eventually they de-evolve King Koopa into a dinosaur and then he explodes, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. But not before they make the Goomba. Oh, right, the right. Elevator. They they de evolve a bunch of Goombas, which turns out the de evolved version of a Goomba is just a very large man with a very tiny dinosaur head. And they, they do dance in the elevator, a very iconic scene. Thank you, Madison. It sounds, Daniel, like you've got about as much grasp on the plot as the directors and actors did. Yup. Based on a documentary that you showed me, the half-hour one, about just how fucked up production of this movie was. Yeah, everyone was drunk on the set of this movie. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that's what I heard. Uh, that that's the one little like behind the scenes tidbit yeah. is that Bob Bob Hoskins, mm-hmm. right, and John Leguizamo were just hammered throughout the entire like recording process. Yeah, so apparently the directors hated the project. They wrote the first draft of the script that all of the actors signed on for, saying, "Yeah, we'll do this. This this sounds great." And it went through like eight rewrites by the time they actually got to set. The directors hated it. They were so shitty to everyone. The cast, like cast and crew, had the shitty stuff that the director said to them printed up on T-shirts that they then wore to set. <laughs> so if like one of the directors told someone that they were fat, stupid, and useless, they had fat, stupid, useless like printed up on a T-shirt that they wore to set. And Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo would just do sc- shots of scotch between takes because they were so fucking miserable. Excellent. I guess in one scene with their van or whatever – they were drunk during that scene <laughs> and Bob Hoskins was able to play it off, but John Leguizamo wasn't. And he took a turn too fast and Bob Hoskins went to fall out of the thing, caught himself and a door slammed shut on his hand. So there are scenes where he's like clearly wearing like a, like he tried, they tried to hide the cast on his hand because he broke his hand oh because he was driving drunk with John Leguizamo. Excellent. It really comes through in the movie. I feel one more scene. This is kind of the important scene because it segues into into my pitch. The last scene of the film is Daisy kicks down their door. It's several weeks later, and she's kind of in these ragged clothes. She's kind of there's kind of like smoke coming off her because she just ran through a fire or something. She's got guns, and she's like, "You guys, you're never gonna believe this. I need your help again or whatever." Set up the sequel, you know. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I took that as my launching point for my pitch, which is titled Super Mario Bros: Colon the Movie. Colon, two, colon, <laughs> Mario is missing, colon, the movie. <laughs> so let me hit that again. So Super Mario Brothers, colon, Correct, yes. the movie, colon, yep. two, colon, Mario is missing, colon, the movie. That is correct. All right. Got it. Nailed it. Um, um, so we're going to fit that in the, the title episode. Uh, somehow it's going to be a long title this week. So as I was saying, when we last left our heroes, Daisy just kicked down their door. I mean, you know, like, come on, I need your help. And I think that's actually the opening scene of the movie is that scene just replayed. And then we're mm-hmm. going to smash cut to black and then fade in on Luigi. And he's lying on a bed and he's all like bruised and cut and stuff. And he, he slowly wakes up and gets up and he's very disoriented. And we can kind of hear in the background kind of muted the sounds of action and battle and shouting. We hear like Luigi shouting. Shouting for Mario, come on, we gotta get out, we gotta get out. When we, we, the audience, can infer that this is recollection of past events before he ended up on this bed. And so he's getting up, he, he's groaning, he's clutching his head, and he calls out for, you know, his brother, Mario, where are you, Mario? And the door opens. Now, yes. now, was he saying his first and last name when he was saying <laughs> that? Mario, Mario, where are you? Or was he just saying, Mario, Mario, where are you? Yeah, it is important to remember that Mario's full name is Mario, Mario, but I believe he was just saying his first name. Because I don't think now, you'd call your brother by first and last name. That's a little weird. I, I have a question. Yes. Because I, I'm I'm worried that I'm beginning to see the pattern. Is this the hangover but set in the Super Mario Bros. movie universe? Oh, let me just make a few quick corrections <laughs> here. And... <laughs> Is there a tiger at one point? God, I wish. Continue. I don't I don't mean yes. that to cut your pitch short, but I. <laughs> Mario's gone. Luigi wakes up with later, presumably with no memory. I just I was starting to listen. We're gonna circle around back to this idea in a moment, but I'll I'll continue okay, with my okay, original. Yes, idea. yes. So so the the door opens, but it's not Mario who comes through as you might expect. But in fact, 
fan favorite character, Big Bertha, from the first movie. We're going to bring her back. Yes. And so she's, you know, she's kind of comforting him and, you know, kind of filling in the details. And he's kind of remembering as they go along. And it's revealed through this exposition. Daisy needed their help because in, in the weeks or months or mm-hmm. whatever the timescape was since uh, restoring King Toadstool to the throne, King Koopa's kids returned. They had been sent out to search for... <laughs> Search for more fragments of, of the meteorite, or perhaps you might call it the star. Gotta get uh-huh. that, that Mario franchising terminology in there. Oh my god. So these Koopa kids have returned, and they have a large piece of, of the star. They've used that to take control of the kingdom. Huh, I thought I wrote this in here, but maybe that comes in later. I, I did call this the, uh... Oh no, here it is. Koopa's kids return to the Mushroom Kingdom and perform another Koopa coup. So it's the Koopa Kid Koopa coup. <laughs> Koopa Kid Cooper cool. Is that Um and, and since uh in, in the time since they've wrested control of the kingdom, they've appointed um a new head of state to to kind of mm-hmm. run things while they lord over it all. It's an outsider named wait for it, Wario. We're bringing that Wario heat. I oh, wondered shit. if you were gonna Of course, that's the only logical place for a Mario sequel to go. Mm-hmm. So while before all all the land in the Mushroom Kingdom was technically owned by the king. Um, and then kind of like rent it out to people to use at, at a, you know, a reasonable tax rate. Wario's abolished taxes and he's sold all the land, but actually he's bought up most of it for himself. And he's, he's gotten rid of, you know, all these regulations and things. Um, just really making, you know, hand over fist money by, by screwing over the government. And so Daisy had recruited the Mario Bros and they had snuck into the castle to try to steal the star from the Koopa kids, but they were captured. Luigi managed to escape, but the other two were taken. So uh, Luigi, having remembered all of this now, you know, begs Bertha, you know, oh, you gotta come help me. You gotta help rescue my brother, Mario, who is missing. <laughs> she, she tells him that uh, very regretfully she cannot help him because uh, since Wario has been put in charge, the land her club had been built on was bought up from under her, and she no longer runs the club. She actually has to work in a factory building weapons for the Koopa kids. Um, and it's very, it's a very oppressive atmosphere. You know, she's got outrageous hours. She doesn't get breaks or, you know, meals. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just really no safety measures in place. Um, and Luigi hears about this, and he's he's very outraged. He explains that on his world, this kind of thing is doesn't happen anymore because they got unions he's in the plumbers union you know that and they look out for each other like that and you know he kind of explains what a union is and why unions are so great um and bertha's really taken by this idea and she says you know oh can you know come help me form a union to, to help the factory workers and you know once we're safe then i'll have time to come help you find mario and so we leave them there on that scene and we're gonna cut to the koopa castle where Daisy and King Toadstool are in a prison cell, and Wario's kind of standing before them, gloating, and, you know, he's doing his classic Wario antics. He's picking his nose, and he's doing his wah-ha-ha kind of laugh. You know, all, all the fan-favorite elements of Wario he's, are here. He's just running He's just running his shoulder into walls and breaking bricks as they go. Absolutely. Uh, is Bob Hoskins playing Wario in your film? Well, see, that's, uh, that's the thing, right? Bob Hoskins, unfortunately, is no longer with us. He passed away. Right. You're, we're presuming this movie was made directly after the first one. So I, oh, I no, thought... I assume that it was made, like, this year. 
Oh, okay, okay. It's a late, late in the game. Gotcha. Sequel. Okay. So this, so Does, Luigi has forgotten what thirty years uh, has like amnesia. What likes? Oh, so this is set not present day, but it picked up. Yes, the the film timeline is set just a few months after the first movie, but the filming and production was done in modern. So day. almost overnight, Luigi aged forty years. Yeah, don't worry. Okay. About it. No, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I think John Leguizamo looks kind of like yeah. he did then, right? I'm not worried. I was, I'm um, just trying to make sure I understand. Sure, yes. Are Are they going to be using a digital uh, Bob Hoskins? Uh, no, we didn't. We <laughs> didn't have the Mario. budget for that, unfortunately. <laughs> okay. Another question is Wario. Um, another thing he's doing, making um, everyone in the room play a bunch of random games um, in very small intervals after another. That, there, are, one guy has to. Mil- yeah, there, there might be a scene like, where he forces like some peons to play some silly games. It's not right. in my pitch, but you know, sure. presumably it's in there. We'll stop asking you about <laughs> Wario goofs that presumably you might have thought of yourself and. <laughs> So, uh, you know, Wario's there, he's he's gloating, and he asks Daisy to, like, to marry him and join him and rule the Mushroom Kingdom together, and, you know, she refuses and says, you know, what he's done is evil, and he says, well, actually, libertarianism is very good, and uh, <laughs> let me show you what unfettered capitalism can accomplish, and uh, from the shadows emerges another fan favorite, Yoshi, he's back, you might have remembered the first movie, Yoshi died, he got stabbed, um... But he did. Yes. Oh man! Sorry, spoilers, everyone. Yoshi died in the first movie. <laughs> Didn't Aunt Petunia from one of the Harry Potter movies stab him? I think so. F- yeah. Fiona Shaw is the actress's name, but oh, that's a crossover movie. There's yeah, boy. There's oh, a crossover for us. So so from the shadows emerges Yoshi, but it's not the same Yoshi we all know and love. He's been revived from the dead with cybernetic parts. And uh, Daisy sees this <laughs> and recoils in disgust and horror. This is an abomination. Wario says that soon his plans will be complete and this government will be dissolved and the Koopas will be dealt with. And then she will consent to being his queen, even if he has to force her to do it. <laughs> so, uh, after... I after some heavy issues in this. Yeah, in this. Uh, I, I really, yeah, I really wanted to bring in, um, you know, that deep Mario lore, because as we all know, the Mario games uh, deal heavily in philosophy and politics. There's a lot of metaphors and symbolism in the Mario games. Uh, so, so you know, he, he gloats, and then he storms off, and, you know, as soon as he's gone, King to- Toadstool moves from where he was sitting, and we see that there's actually a shallow hole that uh, he and, and Daisy have been digging. They're, they're going to burrow their way out of this cell. <laughs> Um, I thought it was some kind of like toilet. Oh God, no! <laughs> um, I mean, he's a plumber. That's true. Right? Yeah, this has been blocked up for weeks. So, so they're they're trying to dig their way out, and we leave them there to do their digging. We cut back to Luigi, and he's in the warehouse surrounded by all the factory workers, and he's explaining how you know they're they produce the labor, they produce the product, they should own own that. You know, someone shouldn't be able to profit off their work like that. <laughs> Um, and you know, a union can help protect their rights as people, but, uh, a voice, Continue. Yeah, uh, Ooh, what was that voice? A, a voice Continue. from, 
from within the crowd kind of calls out and, and challenges him and says, you know, what's going to stop the Koopas from just imprisoning all of them and replacing them? And it turns out this voice belongs to a uh, young blonde woman. And at this point, you might be thinking to yourself, I bet that's Princess Peach. You would be wrong. That's Rosalina. I uh, I was really tickled by how they didn't use Princess Peach in the first film, even though that was the obvious mm-hmm. choice. And I thought sure. I would continue that tradition. That's good. Yeah. So it's Rosalina, the spunky blonde factory worker um, that many in the crowd respect. And, you know, a lot of there's there's a murmur of agreement to, to her statement. How are you going to stop the Koopas? And Luigi explains that what they're going to do is they're going to seize the factory itself and prevent production until their uh, demands are met. That way they can't be replaced, right? Um, so as long as they stick together, they can overcome. He promises them that. So on, on that rousing note, we're going to cut back to the Koopa Castle. Um, but this time, <laughs> uh, we're going we're gonna to focus in on the, uh, the Koopa kids now. Ludwig, Roy, and Wendy. And they are sitting on a literal mountain of money and squabbling amongst each other. I'm, I'm envisioning kind of a, a Jean Raffio meets... Uh, what was her name? Mona Lisa? Oh yeah. Or a, a Jenny Slate. Um that kind of that kind of vibe uh among these okay. three siblings. And Wario's kind of standing before them and um they demand uh that he get them more money. They they want more money. Uh raise the taxes, they say, you know, and Wario says, uh, no, that's that's not fair. Those business owners shouldn't have to pay money to the government. They earn that money, and it's their right to keep it and spend it how they want. And uh, uh, Roy, Roy pipes up and complains that, uh, you know, you've already gotten rid of, you know, all these laws about how, you know, cars have to have seat belts and working brakes, and you've gotten rid of our food safety measures, and, you know, slashed all the taxes. How, how are we supposed to get money if, if, you know, we can't tax anybody or fine anybody on anything. And Warrior says, well, you know, I've already made you a ton of money by, you know, firing all, all the d- different departments that used to be here, like road maintenance or, you know, like enclosing schools and the libraries that saved them a bunch of money, selling off the land. And, you know, if you could just get rid of the Goombas, that payroll, you know, that's a huge money sink. Um, but the lead Koopa, Ludwig, jumps up and says, you know, no way. Your job isn't to get rid of the Goombas. Your job is to make us money. And Ludwig is the one who's wearing the meteorite shard, the star, around his neck. Mm-hmm. And uh, as he jumps up and says that, it kind of flashes and Warrior winces as if he's uh, as if it hurt it hurts him. Um, and so Warrior reluctantly agrees and trundles off, and he goes down a corridor and uh, you know presses a panel or whatever, opens up a secret passageway, and goes down to the secret basement where a lab's been set up. And there are scientists, you know, running around bustling. And he demands a progress report. And the head scientist, uh, Comic, who is another classic Mario character. I, it's, a, it's a turtle wizard, I think. I don't know. Uh, I, Googled, I think I know who we're talking about. I Googled Mario characters, and he seemed uh-huh. promising. <laughs> Comic turtle wizard. Yep. Google. Uh... But uh, Comic promises him that the piranha plant is almost ready. Which, as we all know, is another classic Mm -hmm. Mario reference. Um, So we're going to cut again, and now it's early the next day. And the factory workers are hard at work, but not on the assembly line. They're busy barricading the windows and reinforcing the doors. They're getting ready for this strike. 
Um, so Luigi and Rosalina are working side by side, and as they work, they're kind of, you know, chatting and, and bonding a bit. And, you know, Rosalina talks about her life as an orphan on the streets, always looking out for herself because no one else uh, was there to do that. And Luigi, Luigi talks about his brother, who would always stand up for the little guy. And they kind of bond over this, and, you know, there's a little chemistry there. Um, and finally, it's, it's time. Uh, the the factory whistle, you know, blares or whatever, signaling the beginning of the workday, and they hear the doors rattle as uh, the foreman tries to enter. Um, of course, the doors are locked, he can't get in, and they hear the rustling of paper as he, he pulls off the list of demands they puts on the door, and there's a long silence, and then footsteps as he walks away, and the factory cheers. They they think they've done it, but Rosalina doesn't look so sure. <coughs> She thinks this is just the beginning, and Luigi agrees with her. Um, so on that foreboding note, we're going to cut back to Daisy and her father, who have finally tunneled out of their cell. It's a jailbreak, baby. They're creeping along the halls, they're avoiding Goomba patrols, it's very Splinter Cell. They're trying to get to that throne room uh, to reinstate Toadstool. And as they're doing this, Toadstool is muttering about how he's always been too lenient on the Koopas, and how that's all going to change once he has his throne back. And and Daisy's a little shocked to hear her father speak in such like wrathful kind of cruel ways, and she says, "Uh, well, that's not that's not right. You can't you can't do that." And he says, "You know, of course I can do that. I'm the rightful ruler of this kingdom. So are you." Uh, he he points out, you know how he he points out how King Koopa needed her because she's part of the royal line to fuse the worlds. Um, this this is their divine right. Uh, as kings, they can do what they want. And this, this like, deeply disturbs Daisy. You kind of see that on her face, but she kind of drops the subject. Uh, so, uh, on, on that note, we're going to jump back to the factory. And the factory owner, Dry Bones, another Mario character. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, I was, I was wondering when he's going to make a Yeah, appearance. right? Uh, everyone, first movie, all I heard was, you know, where's Dry Bones? Where's Dry Bones? Well, we're giving where's him to Dry you, Bones? baby. We're... That's, the fuck was dry yeah, that's, that's the uh, who is John Galt of the Mushroom Kingdom. <laughs> uh, so Dry Bones has arrived, and he's got his personal battalion of Goombas that he's hired. And uh, he's, he yells out the fact, and he tells him to you know surrender. The, the new Laws Warriors of Past says that on his property, he can do anything, and he won't be held liable. Uh, there are no laws for his laws, uh, but when they won't, when they won't surrender, uh, the Goombas begin to try to batter down the door. And Rosalina grabs one of the weapons that, you know, of course, are in the factory because they make weapons in this factory. And Luigi kind of stops her and says, whoa, 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 you know, you can't, you can't do that. You can't, that, that make you just as bad as them. And Rosalina tells him that uh, violence as self-defense against those who would harm you is fundamentally different than violence for oppression uh, to oppress others. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Luigi Luigi seems kind of unsure, but he, he takes his hand off the weapon and the workers arm themselves. And uh, before we get to that climactic battle, we're going to jump back to Daisy and King Toad's soul one more time at the castle. Ah, I'm on the edge of my yeah, seat. Yeah, right? It's exciting stuff. It's because he was digging an escape hole under the rest <laughs> of the seat. <laughs> So they, they just can't get to that throne room. You know, there's just too many patrols. Um, and while they're kind of taking a break, trying to formulate a plan to get in, um, they see Wario walk down a corridor 
And so they decide to follow him and see what he's up to. And uh, they see him go down the secret passageway. And so they follow him and kind of eavesdrop and hear about the piranha plant. Um, and Daisy's like, oh, this is bad news. You know, we got we to gotta destroy that thing. But King Toad's like, now hold on a minute. You know, once the Koopas are out of the way, this sounds like a pretty good, useful tool to keep me in power. So this kind of coup doesn't happen again. <laughs> um, but before they can really, you know, get into that and argue about it, uh, there's a sound behind them and they turn and Mecha Yoshi has crept up behind them. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's looking bad, right? But Daisy remembers how uh, living Yoshi, you know, uh, was her pet and had cared for her. And so she kind of does, you know, one of those uh, uh, Jurassic World moments where she reaches out with a hand, you know, and kind of, you know, you remember me and all that. And uh, it seems to be working, you know. The, the Yoshi seems to be calming down. Um, but King Toadstool only sees this as uh, a chance. So he grabs a torch off the wall and shoves it into Mecha Yoshi's mouth. And it screams in agony and bursts into flames as Yoshi dies in this movie as well. Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus <No>. Christ. <laughs> um, Daisy, you know, cries, no, no, Yoshi! As, as King Toadstool drags her past the dying Yoshi and back into the castle. Um, but, you know, this is kind of alert of the guards. Alarms are ringing and they there's no chance to get the throne. They just have to get out of the castle now. There's They can, you know, replan later, but they gotta get out. Uh, so we go back to the factory and uh it's been it's been going badly um maybe some sort of uh, initial battle and then a montage or something i'm not really quite sure how this is going to be filmed but um basically this strike has turned into a siege um and they they did stockpile food in preparation for this but it's gone on longer than they thought it would and their food's running low um you know it's been days and days in here and they've all been stuck in this one building together and tempers are beginning to flare Arguments are breaking out, and, you know, people are starting to, to turn to Luigi and be like, you know, it's this guy's fault, and we're stuck in here. Um, and, you know, some, there's muttering, you know, what if what if we just, you know, give up? We, we proved our point, right? We can we can open the doors now. And, you know, Luigi, Rosalina, and Bertha are trying to kind of hold the group together and be like, no, we got to stay strong. There's only strength, you know, in this in our unity. Um, but but it's, it's starting to fall apart. Uh, one of the workers, a tall, skinny man in purple... Makes a break for the okay. door, uh, but Luigi manages to tackle him to the ground. But this is kind of the catalyst uh, on this powder keg, and just the whole whole place erupts into this all-out brawl as all these factions clash together. Um, and until Bertha, you know, uh, shouts, "Wait, wait!" You know, do you hear that? And manages to get a moment of silence. And in that moment of silence, you can hear faintly from outside they're singing. And uh, then in a mo another moment, someone's pounding on the door, and we hear Daisy actually shouting from the other side. The siege is over. Uh, the battle's been won. Word of uh, what they were doing here had been spreading over the days throughout the Mushroom Kingdom, and workers everywhere uh, had taken up their battle and fought back against uh, their masters. And as they open the doors, they see an army of workers before them, all ready to march upon the castle and overthrow this oppressive regime. And um, so they all join up, and in a victorious uh, march, they, they march upon the castle where they're met by the Koopa kids in front of it with an army of Goombas and Wario. And Luigi tries to appeal to them, you know, tells them that, you know, there's, there doesn't need to be any more bloodshed today. 
you know, there's a new future forward where we can all live a fair and e- in a fair and equal society together. And the Koopa kids just just sneer at him. That's that's not what they're about. He's just a dumb little plumber. They they aren't afraid of him. And then there's a voice of of agreement, actually, from from within the crowd of workers. And they power part, and it's King Toadstool, and he says that absolutely not. His bloodline has ruled this kingdom for hundreds of thousands of years, and he will not be placed alongside this common rabble. He crosses that battle line, and he joins up with the Koopas. And he demands that Daisy join him this instant, as her father and as her king, he demands her. And she says no. Uh, She kind of takes Luigi's hand in this kind of tender moment, and she says that uh, she's, she's seen how, you know, the people have been treated out here, and she's seen what ruling as a monarchy has done for these people and this is wrong this isn't how people should live and she's not going to stand uh with him for this and you know it's a very tense scene and then it, it's kind of cut in with that classic wario comedic effect he's picking his nose and he does a little fart and his classic wario laugh and he says yep. uh he, he does some de- he does some like r- roundabouts in his like yeah motorcycle. of course yeah uh, and he says the only person who's winning today is going to be him. And he presses, like, a little button on, like, a device on his wrist. And there's a, a rumbling and a massive vine shoot up from the ground around the castle. Uh, and the the piranha plan is complete. And it emerges this many-headed, like, you know, uh, Venus flytrap kind of looking giant plant monster. And uh, the Koopa kids are, are furious. And Ludwig holds up uh, the star over his head and demands that uh wario obey him and wario clutches his head in obvious pain and this is the moment where luigi puts it together that they're controlling wario with this star so he he pulls out a wrench from his belt his tool belt and he throws it and he hits the star and shatters it um and wario falls to his knees the the control on him broken he he looks up and calls out to luigi and luigi realizes in this moment that that is his brother Mario, <laughs> and see, this is how I'm getting this is how I'm getting around the Bob Hoskins issue. Mm-hmm. We get a flashback to when they were escaping the castle and when Mario was captured, and we we learn how they used the star to brainwash him, and then they gave him uh, cosmetic surgery to disguise who he was, and then they just turned his hat hat upside down. Exactly. <laughs> but now that there's no warrior to control the plant, uh, the piranha plant's gone out of control. It's rampaging it. Um, you know, it, it scatters the Goombas. It eats up the Koopa kids. They're not important anymore. They're out of here. And one of the many mouths uh, lunges for Luigi. But Mario gets up and pushes Luigi out of the way and takes a fatal a fatal injury. Damn. Um, and while while this plant is thrashing, you know, it's it's disrupting the foundation of the, of the castle. And the whole thing kind of collapses in on itself until there's nothing left but a crater and some rubble. And, you know, they've won, but this is a victory tinged with sorrow. Mm-hmm. There, there were many lives that were lost uh, in this revolution. And now Luigi lo- sits there and cradles his dying brother, who doesn't even look like the man he once knew. You know, there's Tearfelt's goodbye and all of that. And they bury him. They bury him on a hill, you know, with a nice tree. It's very poetic. And in honor of his sacrifice, a new flag for this new kingdom has been made on a field of red, a crossed pipe wrench and a plunger. Uh, oh my uh, a flag for the a flag for the working man. <laughs> well done. So, well done. So uh, Daisy Daisy is off, you know, working with with various uh, 
leaders, I guess, that have come up through this and and kind of structuring to rebuild the society. And Luigi and Rosalina share a moment in front of the grave. There's a lot of work that still needs to be done, but she asks him what he wants to do right now. And he says that uh, when he and Mario were little, the best day, the best day of their young lives was the day they had gotten to go go-kart racing. And he <laughs> says that he'd like to do that again, just in honor of his brother. And then the credits roll, but just like the first move, there is an end of credits stinger. Mm-hmm. Um, the sun is setting, and we see a shadowy figure uh, scurry up to Mario's grave and begin digging. As we zoom in, we see it's actually the head scientist uh, who had designed the piranha plan. Mm-hmm. And he's covered in dust and cuts and looks just quite deranged. He's, he's kind of lost it. He's giggling and muttering to himself as he digs. And at long last, he uncovers Mario's body, and he cradles the head gently, giggling. And he says to the corpse, you will be reborn. A man of living metal. Metal Mario will rise. Good. <laughs> and then the credits resume. And then we get a second end of credit stinger. Mm-hmm. Um, we see uh, a portal open up and two pairs of feet come through. They're wearing red sneakers. And um, no. a, young, a young voice says, you know, where are we this time? And an older, kind of more cocky voice says, it doesn't matter. We're going to escape the city. Bam, finish. What's that one? Oh, that that's, one? that's Sonic and Tails. That's They're what I thought. Universe. Oh, okay, my yeah. God. Well, we said Escape the, the City is that, Escape the City is that iconic uh, song from Sonic Adventures 2. Gotcha. Now, um, Daniel, I have a question. When Mario is... has been, I, admit I know, I, I, do too, <laughs> I do too, but... Uh, <clears throat> when Mario gets hit with this blast, and like he kind of calls out to Luigi, does he say, you know, Luigi... It's uh, me. <laughs> he groans in a way that basically it's a me. It's uh, uh, me. I like it. Good. Um, what are the words on Mario's grave? Is because my I'm God. making a pitch for one up. One That's up. Pretty good. That's um. Hmm. That's a good. There's a good. There's a good point of the movie to drill in on. Sorry, I'm just quickly trying to see uh, what uh, is put on uh, Lennon's grave. <laughs> oh, can't find it. Well, that's fine. Yeah, something along those lines. That's fine. Maybe here lies Mario Mario. Uh, here lies Mario Mario. Brother. Friend. Luigi Mario. Mario. Beloved by Luigi well, Mario. Well, yeah, I was going to say. Hero to the people. Yeah, I was going to say, like, hero something. Like, hero legend plumber. Oh, that's good. Could you could you like wedge in Shy Guy somewhere? Because that's who I always play in Mario Kart. I think I play Orange Shy I Guy. I thought there might have been Shy Guys vaguely in the first one. Yeah, I think they like wore gas masks or something. Yeah, there are these guys who wore like gas masks, and I think they were supposed to be Shy Guys. Well, aren't there like Shy Guys and there are Sly Guys? Oh, I have no like idea. That? I'm not that I'm not that deep in the Mario oeuvre. Uh, <laughs> Oh, you're not on the forum? No. <laughs> what where would people what forums? Where would people go for that? Uh, no, hands up hands where I can see them. Where would they go for that? No, uh, no, the whole time. Mario 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 Triple X uh Bowser's Dungeon. Dot net. Dot net. Alright, you heard it here first. No, it's it's actually dot org. They're not oh, that's <laughs> Daniel, what did this pitch start to come about from when i was watching the movie and i texted you about the one time the two uh koopas talk about 
fascist overlord and oppression of the working class. Uh, it it had started a little bit before sure. that, and that was kind of the direction I was going. But that certainly solidified uh, that I was on the right track. That I was is that, is that in the first? Yeah, movie? when um, oh, the, man. the two guys who uh, abducted Daisy or whatever, they're both Koopas. Fuck up, catching Mario and Luigi for like the third time in the movie. King Koopa has them evolve so that they're smarter. <laughs> and as soon as that happens, they just start yelling at him about being a fascist oppressor of the people and oh man uh before that's where this spark happened yeah. i could believe this entire pitch right now <laughs> before you get uh, a million tweets from those uh mario fanatics those mm-hmm. two characters were named spike and iggy yes thank you i just wanted to uh, say was... tweets oh, i appreciate it because we're drowning in tweets as it is yeah uh, yeah I, I mean you know mario fanatics <laughs> take this movie very seriously so it's more to get all the lore right in that half an hour documentary thing you sent me, Daniel, that was a thing that I saw or I read somewhere about it is that those two guys basically improvised all their lines because they, I think they were kind of ham fisted in at one point in one of the rewrites and nobody cared about them. So they just made up all of their lines. <laughs> they were just like trying to survive this movie. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo were drinking all the scotch in the area. So. Uh, I have a question, actually, then, about the pitch. After King Toadstool kills Mecha Yoshi, we cut immediately back to the factory, right? Yes. Okay, so we don't actually see them escape. We just kind of assume uh, they do it? Yes, they, okay. you know, they say, you know, we got to get out of the castle. I got lost there because I thought that they were, like, oh, tracking cool. down Wario or something in the castle. And then suddenly they showed up. I just wanted to clear that up for me, not... Yeah, sure. Because, I mean, the rest of this movie makes perfect sense. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, what would you say the theme of this movie? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm interested in that. I, that wasn't very. Cl- I couldn't. I couldn't pick up. It on was kind of vague. Myself. I agree. Um, I think it's a lot about you know family, mm-hmm. brotherhood. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the uh, the solidarity among the working class against the oppressive bourgeoisie. Yeah, yeah, you know those things. You know, plumbers. <laughs> you put them. Uh, uh, well, I, I like that you put them in order. Of how heavy you touch on them in the script. Oh sure. Because yeah. that's that honestly, if you hadn't sat me down and asked me to write them out, that's the order I would have put them in. So the, that film about brotherhood in which Luigi wakes up with kind of amnesia, wants to know where his brother is, and immediately stops looking to stage a, a workers' rebellion in a factory. You know, and in some ways, you know, we're we're all brothers. On this big blue earth. <laughs> yeah, all right. Or in a parallel dimension where dinosaurs uh, rule. I do want to thank you, Daniel, because I have a feeling this pitch will be, will will now replace everybody talking about how my hook two pitch just ignored all of the adventure and camp of the original one. <laughs> you have now <laughs> yeah, eclipsed I, that. Uh, I, I strove really hard to, to capture the dreamlike quality of the first film in tone. What do you imagine? Do you, do you have a logical like pitch for the third movie? Do you have the 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 ballad of Metal Mario? Do you have a logical pitch for this movie? <laughs> um, you know, kind of the uh, the makers of the first film. I have set up a possibility for a sequel, but not necessarily with any real clear idea what that sequel would be. I leave it kind of open ended, but you know, definitely would have to deal with. Probably a brother versus brother kind of Cain and Abel situation with, you know, this metal Mario man. Um, probably playing a lot of the themes of Robocop. <laughs> Who do you imagine plays a lot of these characters? So obviously Legazamo is playing yeah. uh, Luigi. But 
Um, I don't even know who plays Daisy in the first movie. Um, she, I've looked up her IMDb page recently. It's a lot of this stuff, like an episode of a show here and an episode of a show there, a TV movie, you know, three years with nothing. And it's like, it's nobody. I don't think. Perfect. Yeah. So she won't be busy. We'll be able to get her back real easy. Yeah, I yeah. bet. Uh, who's a, who's the star studded person playing uh, dry bones? <laughs> a very good question. Uh, and like what's uh, after that what's like a little bit of the dry bones aesthetic because obviously it's a sequel to the first one it's not just like a one-to-one there's got sure. there, there's a but how, what's your fractured fairy tale take on the dry bones look and keep in mind you can't kill him with <laughs> with the like mario lore they just come back and they True. get back together there's no way to kill a dry bones yeah, man. so what celebrity seems eternal <laughs> Well, you know, dry bones is dry bones is of course very skeletal. So I mean, I think it's got to be Cumberbatch, yeah, right? It has to, I mean, Cumberbatch. Yeah, it has to be Cumberbatch. You know, when you said skeletal, that was literally the first name I thought of. <laughs> See, it's a it's a match made in heaven. <laughs> I'm sure that's that is what his IMDb page says. It says skeletal actor. <laughs> Every time he's on like documentaries or whatever, Benedict Cumberbatch is a skeletal actor. <laughs> now let me hit you with this though, Daniel. What about that Doug Jones action? He's pretty hot right yeah. now. Yeah, Doug Doug Jones has got heat. I'm I'm sure we can find a role for him somewhere in this sure. movie. What's the uh the big Loch Ness monster thing? Uh that's in uh Mario sixty four. You know, like the thing No, I have no idea what you I don't remember, remember that one, but it's basically a, a Loch Ness monster that's in this pool um, that swims around, and you have to like hit like butt slam on his back to make his head go up and down. This is really good audio, me mm-hmm. like describing this character from a Mario sixty four game. Well, uh, I don't consider Mario sixty four canonical, so I don't. Oh, shots Yeah, get fired. at me, fans. Did you say pants? <laughs> fans. Oh, they said get at me, pants. Well, I am not Man. wearing pants right now, so that would be nice. Yeah, I'd be appreciated if you could sit down. <laughs> uh, listeners, Daniel has just, we've just been looking, we, we do this over Skype, and we've just been seeing his dong the entire time, just like staring at us. All right, well, Daniel, that was, that's been your pitch. Madison and I before, with the episode Dog Soldiers, with our friend of the show, Jackson Eflin, tried to, in about 15 minutes, hash out our own pitch i don't know madison if you're interested if that's something that you want to do I say, you have a different idea i say let's do it let's head it again All right daniel if you would be so kind as to man a timer let set it for 15 it. minutes <clears throat> let me just pull up some sort of here we go all right i'm just centering i'm centering my chakras yeah all right in three two one it's a me a mario all right so here's my pitch my my nugget of an idea we this first movie was based off of the game super mario brothers so we loosely base our movie off of another super mario game and that game is mario galaxy okay i was going mario galaxy as well because it has a lot of different like set pieces yeah you could i toyed with um, stuff with i toyed with super mario sunshine but i don't think a sunny beach resort fits with the gritty urban aesthetic of the first one I think like a really dank, and I, I don't mean like cool dank, like 
wet and dark, whatever works with like space stations and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, just a just a quick point of order. Um, Mario is missing is also a Mario game. Oh, okay. So you want uh, it's set in this formally dank. Yes, <laughs> formally dank. Now to give us an option, I did come up. We could do Luigi's Mansion. We could do Ooh. Luigi's Mansion. That'd be pretty good. But yeah, like Daisy comes in and is like. Hey, there's a bunch of fucking ghosts. They have stole all of the stars or something. I've never played Luigi's Mansion, which I think works because obviously most of the people who worked on this movie did not know okay, anything. Right. Yes. Yeah, and I've never played Luigi's Mansion. I haven't either. So right. Luigi's Mansion. So Luigi's Mansion. So um, I think uh, Daisy. Yeah. Yeah. Haunted House. Uh, Daisy is like, there's this house on the hill that. Um, all these people keep disappearing that um, we need your help to uh, like to find them. Uh, can you go in there and like search it? 16 of my, my soldiers have gone missing in this mansion. 16, the magic number. That's a very specific and, number. Uh, they go to the mansion, they mm-hmm. walk in or they get to the door and they, uh, Mario and Daisy are like on like the porch and then Luigi walks in and the door closes, and they can't get in. I mean, yeah, I'm with it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. All right. So, oh, we can introduce Boo I think he's into the, the I think Mario. He's the boss, right? He's the main. Bad into the guy. Super Mario movie franchise. Mm-hmm. So I think all the ghosts are because again, we can't go with the actual Boo aesthetic, but I think they're very. Sh- I think we use little people. Um, what? Well, but to make, well, but like to for about the size of Boo, obviously like spectral. Yeah. Okay, so uh, after the door closes, Luigi is then, like, confronted with Boo, the ghost, Mm -hmm. and, like, what does he want Luigi to do? Like, what's the the goal? I mean, I think it's, like, any haunted house narrative of... He wants to fuck. Yeah. He wants to fuck. Yeah, I I was going to say, thank you for finishing my sentence, Daniel. Like, every haunted house narrative, you have to fuck the ghost. (laughs) Yeah. He he just swoops down from the chandelier. Mm -hmm. Completely naked. it's like swoosh wanna fuck a ghost (laughs) you ever stick a dick in a ghost before luigi from the mario game luigi mario (laughs) okay all right i think hey nintendo's luigi from the hit series mario you want to put your dick in this ghost (laughs) who are the ghosts in it because i don't think they're just like regular ghosts like who are the dead people in this house uh i don't know i was thinking kind of generic just ghosts i don't know if they're if they have a huge amount of uh personalities i was thinking what if they're like more like creepy ghost clowns in aesthetic and then the because so then they have the boo smile painted on okay it's like that's clown fucking, paint that's something creepy it's that's, like the strangers or yeah uh, and so these are just boo's minions okay. um so it's like a survival story. It's like this, yeah, like um, Luigi's trying to survive in this house and overnight. We've referenced this movie before. What if it's like Dread? It's a grind. He has to get to like the attic okay. to face Boo. He yeah. has to get through all these ghosts. So it's Die Hard, Dread, whatever. Like he has to. Okay. So what are some fun ghost rooms we could do? Is oh, there like okay. a water ghost and like a fire ghost? Or is it like house-based ghosts? Like one of them has a bunch of knives and he like Luigi has like to dodge that. them. I like that. They're yeah. in um, Super Mario Sunshine. There's a level where you have to spray the ghosts, and then they turn into these like platforms, and you jump up them. So what if Luigi's like jumping on their heads? 
Okay. To get up, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know platforming in a Mario movie. I don't know. That's a good that. point. Well, do they still have the rocket boots that allow them to do it? That's a good point. Ooh. I think no. Uh, There's one room where one of the ghosts is just reading uh, the Communist Manifesto. Yeah, that's the specter of communism. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um yes i think like he goes into each one of these rooms and he has to fight them i think in the opening scene he goes to like okay i gotta do something i gotta like have something to fight these ghosts with and he goes into the the closet and the only thing in there is the vacuum right yeah Mm -hmm. and he goes into like the first room that unlocks it's like i think all the other rooms are locked and then they just open one by one Mm -hmm. and he goes in there and uh, Margaret Thatcher ghost and uh, <laughs> uh, no. Um... <laughs> Although, okay, but what if, for whatever reason, there is like a Hall of Presidents room, whatever, and it's ghosts of all of um, past like rulers of the Mushroom Kingdom. I mean, that'd be fun. Like, yeah, what if it is past rulers of the Mushroom Kingdom, and there is a Thatcher ghost mm-hmm. room and it's it's a sneak level because you have to like sneak so you're not because thatcherism you're like heavily watched and like cameras and shit all the time mm-hmm. so like she's painting around the room and you have to like get behind her and then like s- suck her through the like vacuum Gotta suck thatcher suck thatcher <laughs> suck her good through the uh through like the vacuum i mean that's how you beat the ghost right oh With yeah, the yeah you're right you're right you're right What's another elite world leader ghost that like, I don't even know after that, after Margaret Thatcher on that tip, might as well get in on by Reagan heat. It's true. Ronald Reagan. We could go older with like, I don't know, Jefferson. Okay. I mean, they don't all have to be 1980s world leaders. Yeah. I hit Thatcher ghost. You do another ghost. No, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. <laughs> all right. Then I'll just pick one. We'll do, um, yeah, we'll do Ronald Reagan and, Let's see, his room, I don't know that much about Ronald Reagan. That doesn't help. I mean, it's all about trickle-down economics with him, so I I think that um, maybe it's like a platform level, and the platforms are small down towards the bottom, and then like (laughs) they're bigger up top. Uh, He also really fucking loved jelly beans. I'm not sure how to... That's his super move. Yeah, maybe while you're jumping off the platforms, he's like pelting pelting them with jelly beans. Okay. I like how we we're like, oh yeah, previous rulers of the Mushroom Kingdom, Margaret Thatcher and Ronald Reagan. <laughs> I mean, they're parodies. I think it's like, I, I don't think it's like actually them, but like Mushroom Thatcher and Mushroom Reagan. Mushroom Reagan. Okay, so I can feel the energy draining out of this pitch. So I mean, we have two rooms. I think we only need one more. That's true. I think we need a few like montage rooms, which are easy. Like like you said, like it's a the kitchen and the ghost is throwing knives. I think for a grind, we need one like really bad hallway where ghosts are popping out everywhere, and Luigi takes a beating. It's like, like, a, it's that like a what's that movie um, with the hallway scene? Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, no, like where the guys fighting all the people down the hallway. Yeah, old boy. Old boy. It is old boy. Yeah, it's like a scene like that. Yeah, like but they're ghosts. But they're ghosts. What? what there is actually. What, I what think booze have a thing where if they lick you, you're like paralyzed or you like freeze that might be haunter i I thought that was a boo thing as well i'll i mean i know that haunter does do that yeah haunter can we get haunter in this movie i mean it is a nintendo property that's i think we saved the the pokemon super mario bros movie crossover for another day and no today is the day instead of finding the vacuum in the closet he finds a pokeball (laughs) 
and a master ball and like a whatever the no well, what is whatever, it what, what would the um the what would the third one be the lemon ball you did it i didn't think you were gonna pull a lemon ball out of thin air but you did yeah nailed it did we did we do it it was that <laughs> yeah I think so. I mean, we <laughs> no. We, there's a third room, or we don't need a third room. We'll just make it that shitty hallway where he has to fight just like a fuck ton of ghosts. What what world leader or like from history is that? Room we right? don't. They don't all have to be world leaders. We can't have I mean, one be Thatcher, one be Reagan, I mean, and then one of the only ones to like not be a, a, a like a world. I meant that to be a. I said Hall of Presidents, meaning like it's a one room gimmick. Not the whole fucking house is oh, the I'm Hall sorry. of Presidents. I'm sorry. Well, I ran with it. What if that hallway is the Hall of Presidents and they're all yeah, like... That's, that's what I was originally thinking. And then you, we started running with... Okay. Let's riff on world leaders that a lot of people don't like. Yeah. I think Hall of Presidents room and that's like the hallway and then fight with Boo. Yeah. Who's just normal, who isn't a world leader. I guess he's he's <laughs> I guess he's the leader yeah, of the Mushroom Kingdom or he's a leader in the Mushroom Yeah, Kingdom. he's like the king of ghosts or something. Yeah. And Luigi has to stop him from I don't know opening some portal to bring all of the ghosts like the spirit world yeah. crashing in. And so how does he beat him though? I mean uh, the vacuum. He's, he'll have to suck him up with the vacuum, but I think he's too powerful so Luigi has to soften him up first. What if he's using haunting this like generator or something and a powering the portal or Mm -hmm. it's some sort of like electromagnetic bullshit and luigi instead uses the super generator to power up his vacuum and it makes it recharged yeah i like that that's good and then he just checks the vacuum into the portal so it's back in the day and then he comes outside having successfully saved the day and mario and daisy are kissing oh god twist twist and he's like oh Okay, I thought we were. Uh, oh, all right, it's fine. In fairness, he did fuck a ghost in there, so he did fuck a ghost. Oh, that, yeah, that we, a... we we never put that actually into the pitch. Yeah, uh, what? Uh, yeah, that's one of the rooms. What world leader like to fuck a lot? <sighs> JFK. Okay, there we go. It's the JFK room. So, okay, so John Leguizamo fucks the ghost of JFK. <laughs> Of, mu- of, mushroom, of, of Mario-themed Mushroom Kingdom JFK. So it's JFK, except he's got a, the toadstool head. Yeah. That's Jesus. it. It looks exactly like JFK, but with a toadstool head. Well, Lawyer, uh, really wasn't expecting you. Uh... <laughs> no, keep going. Lawyer uh, was kind of expecting uh, Princess Daisy, uh, but uh, never let it be said that JF Toad is, isn't game. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I think, I we, think did we did it. it. I think we did it. I think we did it. <laughs> With 30 seconds to spare, yeah! well done. It's not, it's not like our, our best is that time in Dog Soldiers 2 where we pitched a movie in eight minutes and then yeah. did a second movie because we still had time. Yeah. We struggled with this one. I think like with the dog soldiers when we were like, bam, bam. Yeah, we kind of painted ourselves into a corner of, okay, come up with just a bunch of ghost themed <laughs> rooms. Yeah. And then we and then we collectively as two people and not just one of us specifically cornered us into world leader <laughs> themes. Where we're killing world leaders of different go- themed world leaders. But it did let me bust out my JFK impressions. So. It did. So that was the that was the gift of this episode. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So Daniel, do you have any questions about our pitch? Any thoughts to add? Um, yeah, I got one. Uh, yeah. How long is the sex scene between JFK and Luigi? Um. How long was the Cuban Missile Crisis? <laughs> it was nine very long minutes. All right, I can work with that. But it's steamy. Like, you're yeah. not checking your oh, watch yeah. like, man, 
This is still no, no. you're you're like oh yeah. All right. All right. I think that's gonna do it for us. Another another pitch successfully in the bag. Daniel, if you'd like, you can plug your plug your stuff, tell people where they can find you on social media if you want. Hey guys, do you like the hit young adult sci-fi series Animorphs? But you hate using your eyes to read words? Well, come visit me at audiomorphs.podbean.com or audiomorphs on iTunes and experience the Animorphs auditory experience where I read all the books to you a few chapters at a time every Friday. I uh, I recently got into got on that, that boat. I've been slacking for a while. And uh, on my way back to Chicago from Indiana, I had a three-hour train ride, so I put in the message. And I dozed off at one point, and I woke up, and Cassie was talking about the ecstasy of being an animal of both air and water. And I just was extremely confused. Those aren't good books to fall asleep at about halfway through, because when you wake up, you got no fucking idea. Yeah, they move at a pretty brisk clip, so you'll miss a lot. And there's a lot of, like, you know, talking about what it feels like to be animals. So it's already kind of (laughs) trippy. So if you're half awake and half asleep, it's... Well, that's all the time we've got for this week. Madison Jones, tell the people where they can find us. Absolutely. Uh, you can find us at The Equalizers. Uh, that's E-Q-U-E-L-I-Z-E-R-S on iTunes, on Google Play, and at or on Podbean at equalizers.podbean.com. Uh, you can also get at us on Facebook and Twitter at The Equalizers, Instagram, The Underscore Equalizers. And you can email us at equalizers at gmail.com. Thanks on our new theme song, Rock Thing. Go to Creo, C-R-E-O. You can find their work at www.creo-music.com. For The Equalizers, I'm Madison Jones. I'm Daniel Nall. I'm Mike Knoll. Hey, Luigi Mario, you ever fucking go? To be continued.